And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course, a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals who are pursuing more that matters. Our clients discover ways to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret. Organizations become places that people love to work, serve, and be customers. In these recent episodes, I'm giving you a look behind the curtain to see what's happening with coworker, employee, and customer interactions, whether helpful or not, which can impact atmosphere, performance, productivity, engagement, and relationships in general in your workplace. I'll give you some helpful insights, tips, skills, and resources for creating maximum team performance, employee engagement, productivity, and a workplace environment where people actually find it enjoyable to come and work and provides better service to your customers. We've talked about the baggage that you may have from family of origin, from life experiences, and from personal insecurity that can actually color the way you see other people. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. You need to be aware of that and be ready to adjust it. The next thing you'll need to do is to get smarter to increase your emotional intelligence. I'll be quick to tell you up front that emotional intelligence is not a static quality. It's not something you're born with and that's all you ever have. It's made up of competencies that can be developed. So whatever you've got now can grow. Your emotions have a profound effect on your behavior, your interpersonal relationships, and your decisions. They affect your performance on the job, in your community, and at home. If they affect this much, it makes sense to be smart about them and to be emotionally intelligent. Now, you know something about the emotions you consciously experience. But in the background, outside of your consciousness, out of your awareness, your emotions are at work powerfully affecting your perspective and all that you do. Let's take a look at how this happens. Outside of your consciousness, your brain is checking five times per second to assess whether or not you are safe or in danger, whether there is risk or potential for reward. Keep in mind that you are not aware of this. With all the brain is doing to manage your bodily processes, pay conscious attention to things, and make conscious decisions, this sentinel process, this checking, is so complicated that we absolutely cannot do it consciously. We don't have the capacity for it. So, the brain does it automatically. Informed by our past experiences and our constructed view of reality, that is what we believe about the world and how it works, the brain is doing this sentinel work of checking five times per second, are we safe or danger, risk or reward. When your brain perceives risk or danger, it does that automatically as well. And you can imagine that your brain throws a switch, so to speak, and it diverts resources from other areas of function to the protective fight, flight, or freeze response. For those of us in first world countries, this is most often generated around issues of social or psychological safety. Rarely is it centered around the threat to our physical safety. Now, all of this, too, is still outside of your consciousness. A part of growing in emotional intelligence is learning to recognize that the switch was thrown. 
The first you will know about it is when you feel something in your body as your brain prepares your body to fight or run. Your heart rate will be elevated, blood pressure up, muscles tense, maybe a little lightheaded, and many more things, some of which you're almost unaware of. You'll also experience an emotion along the emotional categories of fear or anger. And this is really anxiety. It's a powerful feeling that you will have. When you realize that the switch has been thrown, you feel these things in your body and you learn to recognize that. When you realize it, you are at choice about what you will do. If appropriate or needed, you can allow your brain to go ahead and have its way and do its best to help you defend yourself, protect yourself, and survive. But if you realize the brain made a mistake, and it frequently does, outside of your consciousness, if you realize that there is no real danger or risk that calls you to fight, run, or hide, then you can choose a different behavior. You can tell your brain what to do, and by reinterpreting the situation for your brain, you'll add to what will frame the next throwing of the switch. You'll need to tell your brain to turn the switch off because it doesn't do so on its own. And when people don't make a decision to turn off the reactive response, they can remain in an ongoing state of stress for no good reason and not be paying any attention to it. But it takes a toll physically and emotionally. Now, as a part of the emotional competencies that make up emotional intelligence, you'll want to get smarter about your emotions. You'll want to get in touch with or recognize your emotions as they ebb and flow. How do they affect you? How do your emotions affect others? How does the behavior that grows from those emotions affect others? You'll also want to grow in intelligence about the emotions of others, how they express themselves, how they affect the person, and how they affect others, including you. Now, very important here, as a part of the anxiety in that reactive fight, flight, or freeze response, people are in survival mode. And here are a few things that automatically happen when the switch is thrown by your brain. And pay attention to these in terms of how they affect you at home in your conversations, when you're anxious, or at work, when you're trying to get work done and you're anxious. Here are a few things. First of all, concentration is interrupted and it's hard to maintain. One cannot hear messages without distorting them. One cannot respond or communicate with clarity. The ability to learn is decreased. Curiosity is replaced with a demand for certainty. The reactive response stiffens one's opinion over against another person's. Thinking is dramatically simplified and the uh, person who's experiencing it becomes a black and white thinker. There are just a couple of options. A desire for a quick fix surfaces. Feelings of helplessness or self-doubt are aroused. There's diminished flexibility in response to life's challenges. There's imaginative gridlock. They're not able to think of alternatives, options, or gain new perspectives. There's a refusal to see problems. They just react. Perspective is skewed. There's oversimplification, minimizing, and neutralizing difficulties. When you see these things, you can know that the person is stressed. You can know that the person is anxious and they are in survival mode. This is not a turn on or turn off thing, really. It's more on a continuum. You can imagine the implications of those things on creativity, problem solving efforts, strategic work you're trying to do, the team you're trying to build, employee engagement, and the goals you're trying to achieve. 
It's devastating if your people are constantly in this reactive mode. So it makes sense to help them learn how to manage these emotional responses and how to be with them and what to do with them in the future. Now, when a person is in safe mode rather than protective survival mode, here's what we can expect. They will hear messages more clearly, send messages more clearly, be more creative and imaginative. They will do better problem solving. They'll be able to see the bigger picture and associated options. They'll be more curious and able to learn. They'll be willing to try difficult things and stretch and risk. They'll engage in more relationships and tasks, and they'll be more flexible. Now, in addition to these very opposite behaviors, irrational or rational, reactive or responsive, protective or open and safe, research suggests that emotional intelligence correlates positively with resilience, some dimensions of occupational stress, mindfulness, and employee engagement. People with high emotional intelligence tend to be more flexible and more resilient. People with low emotional intelligence tend to be more rigid and more judgmental. So in all of this, it makes sense that we increase our competencies in emotional intelligence. Coaching is recognized as a best practice for improving emotional intelligence and thus improve the quality of life and level of performance for individuals and for groups and teams. I use an assessment for emotional intelligence and it can give you a starting place for your growth. You'll discover where you are and where you want to go in the following competencies. Self-awareness. Are you typically more disconnected or present or something in between? Awareness of others. Are you typically more insensitive or are you more empathetic or something between? Authenticity. Are you typically untrustworthy or are you genuine or something in between? Emotional reasoning. Are you more limited in your emotional reasoning or more expansive or something in between? Self-management. Are you more temperamental or more resilient? or something in between those. Positive influence. Are you more indifferent about your influence or more empowering or something in between? If you pay attention to these things and help people grow and grow yourself, you will be creating more potential for maximum team performance, engagement of employees on a much higher level, productivity, and a workplace environment that will actually be enjoyable to experience and will provide better service to your customers. Now, you may be wondering, boy, that's a lot of stuff, and how can I improve my emotional intelligence? We all have need of improving emotional intelligence. If you've got these questions, I would encourage you to contact me by email at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com, and I'll be glad to respond to you, and maybe we can visit by phone. I would also invite you to contact me if I can join you on your pursuit of more that matters. And if we can help you be more, see more, and achieve more, and finish without regret, we're here for you. Contact us through our website or at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com, and we can talk about the possibilities. No pressure, no obligation. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.